We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails. And we are off the rails, off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. Ooh, welcome. You're listening to Off the Rails, one of the internet's newest and hottest podcasts with your host, Gay Cantlay and Doug. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome Gay Cantlay! Hello, hello, hello. I like the new intro and the new nickname. Douglas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Gay. Thanks for thanks for having me this evening. Uh, I like the new intro as well. It sounds great. Uh, the name... It really lends to that enthusiasm that is necessary in the introduction. It really helps that. It just makes it pop more. There's definitely a pop. I was just watching WrestleMania, uh, and uh, that pop it reminds me of the intro to like the major wrestlers in WrestleMania. That's that's the kind of pop I'm looking for with my name, and I think I finally found it uh, by accident. And Jay Cantlay, let's go. <laughs> Jake Hanley's kind of a good wrestler name, isn't it? I think so. I, I think it's a great everything name. It's a good uh, game show host name, uh, a good athletic name, uh, a good p- potentially adult film name, uh, and now a, a great pod name and a great wrestler name. So I, th- I think it's I think it's a renaissance name, really. If you if you, if you play it out, um, it's just a really good name. I don't know what play it out means exactly there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't either. And, and yeah. I also don't know what it means to be a, rena- a renaissance name. Well, so I, I kind of made that up. But renaissance man is a person who could, you know, do it all. And so I just I just took that to to the name. And my the, the name, Gabe Cantley, can, can kind of do it all. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Well, Gay, let's get started, shall we? Um, yes, yes. <laughs> now, can can just real quick, just want to make sure that I want to go by Gay Cantlay, not just Gay, but the full name Gay Cantlay is what I want to go with. Yeah, but that doesn't—that's not going to work because hey, you just—I just don't. You just don't. I'm not going to refer to you whenever I started. I want to do something. It just doesn't come out naturally. It's a first name situation, but yeah, Gay Cantley is the name. But I just can't. All right, Gay Cantley, let's get started. It doesn't sound as good as all right, Gay. Let's get it going. But it's it's only three <laughs> syllables, so Gay Cantley. I'm calling you Douglas <laughs> Murray. No, no, you're not. no, no. I'm not. I'm not. If I, I'm calling you. I'm calling you Douglas, though. It's, it's one more syllable I'm asking you to add than what I add for you. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. All right. Gay Cantley, let's get this party started. Let's go. So, Gay, today I wanted to start <laughs> off with the – see, it just doesn't – so, Gay Cantley, today I was at the – it doesn't – listen, you just – let's just – Gay, I'm at the – I have – I want to start with the story this evening. Um I came home from the grocery. And speaking of the grocery store, I do have an update on Satgate for there we go. the show. There is definitely 
an update on Satgate you may not see coming. So stay tuned for update on Satgate. So I come home from the grocery store, drop off all of my groceries. Um, I'm chatting with moms about dinner and I come to the conclusion, I don't feel like cooking. So we're just going to go get something. I'm going to go get something and bring it home. Mom's is particular to McDonald's. It is her go-to. It is her favorite. She's like a 10-year-old child, loves McDonald's more than anybody I know. Um, I don't want McDonald's. I've been grabbed by an Arby's commercial this week. They are offering uh, crinkle-cut fries now at Arby's. Crinkle-cut fries happen to be my favorite type of French fry. And so I've decided I'm going to go to Arby's and try out the crinkle cuts, and then we'll swing over to McDonald's and get mom her go-to, come home and have a delicious fast food dinner. Um, On my way to Arby's, though, I pass Subway, and I'm reminded that I sure do love Subway pizza. Subway makes a bomb-ass four-banger pizza. And so I changed my plans. No more Arby's. I'm going to go to Subway and get a four-banger. Go to Subway, get my four-banger pizza. On my way to McDonald's, I have to pass Arby's. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to get... I'm still going to Arby's, and I'm just going to get a small crinkle-cut fry and try it out and see how it is. Um, I go, oh, back up at, no, never mind. So I go to Arby's, I get my small crinkle cut fry. Uh, there's two cars in front of me. It takes forever. Um, Arby's is unusually slow, by the way. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, I'm waiting in line. I pull up after like five, six minutes, uh, to get my crinkle cut fries and a little bitty old fella, Caleb comes to the window. Caleb's probably about five foot five, 80 pounds, <laughs> 17, 18 years old tops. Just a, a little kind of a, I don't know, a little dorky looking, but at the same time, he's, you know, he just looks like a good old, just a good kid. <laughs> just a, his parents are happy and proud. He's out working. He's making some money. He's probably has good grades. Uh, Caleb comes to the window with my small French fry, $1.09 total, um, takes my card because I don't have any cash on me. Um, and, and, and as the card's running, he, he dips his head underneath that plastic half guard that's on all drive through windows now. Mm-hmm. And he says, do you have a dark sense of humor? <laughs> and i go well i mean i I don't mind it he busts out with some joke he no longer is he concerned about my french fries my card why i'm there he is now in full-on comedian joke mode he goes into this long-ass story um, a joke that goes something, and unfortunately, he gives me two jokes. I don't really remember the first one so much because it was long and it, it wasn't very good. So let me see if I can. There's a there's a, a man and a wife, and they've got four kids. Three of them are redheads. Let's call them Irish. 
and he's got a fourth kid, and it's got black hair, and we'll just call it white. The dad is on the verge of his deathbed, and uh, on his deathbed, on the verge of death, and a question has been haunting him uh, all these years. And so he decides, well, if I'm going to die, I need to know the answer to this question before I pass away. And he asks his wife if the white kid is actually his. And she goes, yes, without a shadow of a doubt, that is your child. It is nobody else's. It is yours. He's, he, a, a, a calmness comes over him, a peacefulness, a satisfaction, and the father passes away. It's no longer with us. The wife wonders after he passes away why he didn't ever ask about the redheads. That was the joke. <laughs> right? I don't, it was, it's not very good at all. Uh, but Caleb, A for effort, way to go. Way to tell me a long ass joke. I've already waited five fucking minutes for my shitty ass french fries, by the way, that were cold. French fries were cold, stale. The joke was shitty. He hands me my french fries. And as I'm getting ready to pull away, and I gave him a little chuckle and a head nod, like, oh, that was a good one. I didn't give him a full laugh. I gave him a <laughs> and a smile and just nodded my head. As I'm getting ready to drive away, he stops me. Here's one more for you. <laughs> wow. I'm like, Caleb, I don't need another one, Caleb. I've already been here way too long. I'm ready to go. Caleb sneaks one more in on me before I get out. Goes a little something like this. All right. What do you call? Uh, oh, shit. What was it? I oh, boy. This one to make sure I got it. What do you call? Oh, what do you call? What is something that's, uh, what do you call something that's black and blue and, and is laying in a ditch? What do you call that? I said, what do you call something that's black and blue and laying in a ditch? Yeah, I don't know. What do you call that? Uh, uh, a brunette that told too many blonde jokes. <laughs> Caleb! Caleb! A brunette that told too many blonde jokes? Something that's black and blue and laying in a ditch? <laughs> Caleb, what is going on in your brain, young man? I don't think that the managers of the good people of Arby's want Caleb telling of an abusive joke about a woman that is now black and blue because she told to. I don't think that's appropriate, Caleb. <laughs> what do you think about that, William? Uh, gay can't lay. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I, I I don't know if I have any fast food experience stories in my life. And for Caleb to, to bust out three jokes over a small order of fries, two jokes. Two jokes or three jokes? Two jokes. Two jokes. Uh, for Caleb to break out two jokes for a small order of fries, I find amazing. I 
I have to think that the management staff is unaware of this tactic that he's using currently <laughs> because I believe it would will immediately be called in uh, with complaints uh, when he tells it to the wrong person. I don't think uh, asking a complete stranger if they're into dark humor is really a good uh, topic starter. But I, I applaud him, man. You, you gotta you gotta try to figure out that job somehow. But they put him in the they put him in the drive through. They like they have to know how Caleb is at this point, right? Like, he, you just don't start in the drive-thru, do you? I don't know. I don't know how you start. What does that matter if you start ah. in the drive-thru or on the counter? It's the same principle. It's the same but I, well, I, what I'm saying is is maybe he's a new employee and they just don't know how he is yet. But I'm my, I guess my what I was trying to say was if he's in the drive-thru window, like they trust him enough to be in the drive-thru window, maybe he's been there for a little bit now. And surely they understand this. I'm starting to think that Caleb probably busted out some jokes at the job interview. Um, and maybe that's a tactic I should try uh, starting with my uh, interview process here. I I mean, I bravo to Caleb, man. I don't think he's going to last very long uh, with that. Uh, but but applause to him. He, he, I bet he has big, big hopes and dreams uh, in his life. And I look forward to seeing them play out in the next five to ten years if we can get him on TV somewhere. Listen, as soon as he as soon as he started and said, Do you do you like dark humor? I, I immediately was like, I've got to record this kid. I was like, <laughs> as soon as he started, I felt like stopping him and like let me Snapchat this. Caleb, uh, people need to see this. I don't know what joke you were about to tell, but I can already tell this is a moment that needs to be shared. With everybody, I I can, and unfortunately, yeah. I didn't. But you know, it's possible I'd yeah. go back and and try to get. <laughs> Listen, I don't think this is Caleb's first rodeo. I don't think that Caleb's new. Uh, I don't think a new one, a new person, has the the comfortableness, the comfortability. They're just. I don't feel like they're, the they're, they're ready to just. He just he just sauntered up to the window leaned underneath it casually and comfortably as if he was doing a tight five. Like he was just ready to share some, I got some new jokes I want to work on you and see if they, if they work. Uh, what if I would have said, no, I don't like dark humor. Do you think he would have come with a different kind? Maybe he would have said, how about knock jokes? Do you like them? I think so. I think I, I feel like Caleb, I don't know Caleb, uh, I feel like Caleb probably has a plan B and a plan C ready, ready to roll. Yeah. Um, you know, I look forward. I, I think Caleb probably has a, a future Duffy's uh, what, amateur hour night in his future. Um, let's let's go, Caleb. Let's see what your hopes and dreams are. And, and maybe next time, not only do you do the snap, but make sure you say no to the dark humor and see what other topics he has available to him. I mean, he's not going to decline you to snap. He, I mean, he wants to be. He's trying to get known by strangers, so I feel like he'd be more than happy to do this on Snapchat. I do. I definitely think now uh, that I need to go back and I do need to hit him with. Uh, do you have any other? What else do you got? What else is in your repertoire? What else is in your bag yeah. of trips uh, tricks, Caleb? Uh, I'm. Mm-hmm. He's. You know what? I'm going back and I'm going to try to find Caleb. I'll probably just go to the window uh, to the to the drive-through, and before I even place my order, just be like, "Is Caleb working?" Mm-hmm. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. If they say no, I'll be like, I'm good. See ya. Bye. Um, so I left there cracking up. Uh, I pulled out my phone and immediately recorded 
the second joke um, so that I wouldn't forget it. Um, the first joke. Uh, one one question, Douglas, if I may. Go ahead. Do you feel pressure that maybe you need to come up with a joke now to tell Caleb if he's going to share jokes with you? I do not. Okay. I do not. Interesting. Not at all. All right. That's interesting. Why is that? Do you think? Do you think I owe Caleb jokes now? It just I mean, like he's it, giving you jokes for free. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and we tit for tat here. Yeah, I mean, do you not say hello to people that say hello to you? I mean, how rude are you? I absolutely say hello, and I and I'm not even saying how you. How are you? Yes, I respond. So you, I you, just, you even? But I, I don't think I listen. I'm moving on. So I go, I leave Arby's, and now I'm on my way to McDonald's. Um, I'm, in, I'm, I'm trying these crinkle cuts on my way. Um, I'm upset because the fries are cold and they're not very good. However, the trip in of itself was worth it. So I'm okay with the situation. I'm on my way to McDonald's. I get there. I place my mother's order. It's a simple order. She likes a cheeseburger, no pickles, small French fry, medium Coke with extra ice. And tonight she wanted three chocolate chip cookies and an apple fritter. It's it's a simple order. I placed it. She took it down quickly and promptly and precisely. I go to the second window as the first window was not open. And the young man, much like Caleb, sticks his head underneath the plastic shield to protect me and him from the coronavirus, sticks his head out from underneath it, and he just says, large Coke. <laughs> and I do not respond. I'm pausing. And, and I pause, and I pause, and I go, and? This kid starts cracking up because there is no aid. He was done. He repeated the order, large Coke, that's it. And I said, and, and he starts laughing. He's like, no, and that's what's on my screen. And I'm like, well, no, it's not what I ordered. He goes, yeah, but that's what's next on my screen. I say, okay, I'm going to need you to go to the one after that. And let's see if that one's mine. I tell him my order. He shakes his head. He goes, yeah, okay, there it is. He hands me my medium coat that does not have extra ice in it, but thankfully the young man notices that, takes the lid off, pours some extra ice in it, hands him the cup, shaking his head in disgust the whole time because that, damn it, whoever made that drink didn't do it correctly. It's a simple job. Extra ice? Put in extra ice. Erg. That's the look he has on his face. That's when he's saying, dang it, and shaking his head. He's clearly upset that my Coke wasn't prepared properly with the extra ice. He hands me the Coke with a look of of saying, I'm sorry it wasn't correct, but here you go. Now I'm impressed with this young man. I don't see his name. Unfortunately, it's not on his shirt like Caleb's was. I was like, way to be diligent, way to make sure that my Coke had extra ice. This kid is going to be something special. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. He comes back to the window, and he said, what, what did you have? And I said it again. I said, a cheeseburger, no pickles, small French fry, medium Coke. You've already provided me with that. 
three chocolate chip cookies and an apple fritter. Oh, yes, that's the one. He rounds the corner, starts yelling and, and asking people, are the cookies in here? Where are the cookies? He starts looking up at the TV and looking in my sack, looking up at the TV and looking around at his coworkers. He's asking about cookies again, looks up at the television, looks down in my sack, and grabs the sack, grabs a second sack with zero confidence, hands me the sacks, two sacks, and then says, does that look right? I open the first sack. All I can see are chocolate chip cookies and french fries, nothing else. And I'm like, no, nah, this isn't looking good, buddy. I open the other sack. There are four cheeseburgers and three small french fries in that sack. I start laughing, shaking my head, and go, no, this is not correct. There are four cheeseburgers in this sack, and I only had one. I hand him the sack back, and I keep the other one. I look inside of it again. I pick up the cookies. I notice that it does have the cheeseburger and the fritter in there. Just the cookie packaging was so big it was hiding the food. I yell back into the McDonald's to the kid, hey, we're good. You just handed me an extra sack of food. He is so confused by that comment and has no clue how to respond or even to really grasp what I even said. He starts looking around like, what? He starts looking at that sack that I handed him. He looks frantic. He looks nervous. He looks like say, he just ruined the whole shift for everybody. And now there's two more, uh, two girls have come around the corner because he's so flabbergasted and confused by what's going on. They're now trying to assist him and calm him. And I'm like, hey, everything's good. I got my food. You just gave me one extra sack. I'm assuming that sack belongs to the car behind me still looks at me with even more concern. Now the other girl's looking at him like, what are you fucking, what is your problem? It's just an extra, he's good. He still doesn't, he's looking at me, huh? What? And I look at the girl, I'm like, extra sack, not my food. She looks at me like, I know, he's an idiot, gives me the thumbs up, and I drove away. Uh, Two days earlier, Mom wanted some McDonald's on my way home from uh, from an evening out with the fellas. I go to McDonald's and order the exact same order. Cheeseburger, no pickles, small french fry, medium Coke with extra rice, three chocolate chip cookies, and an apple fritter. Young lady takes my money, starts to hand me a sack. Some of the coworkers tell her that the food's not pre- properly prepared yet. And she asks me to pull around and Spot number one on the other side of the building. They'll bring me my food when it's ready. I'm pretty sure I've covered this before. Boy, I hate it when they do that. No big deal. I pull around. I'm waiting for my food. I'm talking on the phone with a friend. Chick comes out with my sack of food, and it feels like it's just got three napkins in it and nothing else. <laughs> I stop her. And I'm like, whoa, 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 come back. I open the sack. There's nothing in it but three chocolate chip cookies. She's like, you just needed your cookies, right? 
I was like, I need, I need everything. I don't have anything. You've given me my drink. I don't have my burger, my fries, nothing. She goes, well, I thought you just got cookies. I'm like, no. I repeat the order to her, and she's like, oh, that order goes back in and grabs my food. That McDonald's is not the McDonald's to be going to, but it's just too convenient to go to any other. That gay can't lay is my fast food stories for the evening. Wow. I like, uh, I think uh, your impression of Caleb, the worker tonight, and the girl all sound exactly the same. So I enjoyed that aspect of these stories. But, Doug, that's a magnificent storytelling. I wish I had your skills when it came to telling this story uh, of just, you know, just, just going through the, oh, man, what is that noise? I don't hear anything. Oh, boy. That was, that was is there still noise uh, going on? Uh, All right. I'll stop awesome. it and start over. Hold on. Let's just work through it. Let me see if we made it. Okay, I think we made it. Yeah, I don't you there? Okay, sounds good. It, it was a really, uh, it was an echo of my voice, but like demonic. Oh, probably has something to do with that twenty-three yeah. times your phone call, uh, phone picked up. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. That could be it. But Doug, uh, great story. Uh, nothing bad happened at the Subway Pizza. You didn't. Oh, no, that was Caleb. No, there was nothing. There was an instance in Subway. Uh, yeah, no, that, was Arby's. Was Arby's. that was Arby's. I got, I'm getting Subway, my, I just had an issue with their with their machine. It's an automated machine. You don't actually talk to anybody. It's a touch screen. Um, and the options weren't proper. And so I had to ask him to correct something at the window. And he's like, no problem. It was just a minor little nothing. The good stories were Caleb and the other guy that lacked all confidence and and asked me two times what my order was and still brought me a sack that had four cheeseburgers in it. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't have a joke to tell because I think he could have made he could have worked his way yeah, through he that. Off great with the coke and then the long pause uh, because that's all he had. Mm-hmm. And I told him there and I said and he just kept chuckling and repeating the word and mm-hmm. he really could have jumped in with something at that point I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe it was his first yeah, day. Uh, Gay, let's get an update awesome. on your uh, gym life and weight loss that you're working on. All right, uh, good week, Doug. We had a good, we had a promising week. I'm still struggling actually getting out of bed before six forty-five. That that continues to be a struggle. I was only able to do it once this week, so I did get in a 15-minute spin before work on Wednesday. That's what I'm trying to do on a more daily basis, and I also want it to be longer than 15 minutes. But I, I did spin every day except today, Douglas, on this week. So progress there. Uh, last week, I was at 214, a loss of five pounds this week. I'm at 212, another loss of two pounds. So in two weeks, I've lost seven pounds. I did not have any peanut butter. Uh, I did not have any butter. I did not. Ooh. I did have a really big cheat meal last night, but up until that cheat meal last night, I was I was having a a really good week. So positive, positive week. That's I mean that's 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 a complete one eighty considering last week you didn't hit the gym or the previous week you didn't hit the gym one single time. And this week you were six yeah, days out of the week you made it into the gym. 
yeah, we, we, we made we made some progress. We made some progress. And today would have been a great day to, to hit the gym. It was a beautiful day outside. We could have gone for a walk. It was like 78 degrees out there. But I did not go outside one time today. We got hung up on a stupid baseball game uh, from 1.30 till 6.00. Um, and I was watching WrestleMania in the morning, so my entire day basically was around me watching television. Just a really waste of a beautiful day out there. But that's okay. We'll we'll take the L. Uh, we'll move forward. We'll have a bit more uh, a wonderful week this okay, week. Okay, good. I like it. Well, good job. Way to uh, step it up, do the 180. Thank you. Um, I did have some conversations with some fellows last night um, about peanut butter uh, being a condiment, as one of them was a yeah. podcast listener. He agreed with me that you're absolutely mm-hmm. crazy, that um, peanut butter is not a condiment. Uh, he actually Snapchatted me today from the grocery store to show me that peanut butter was nowhere mm-hmm. in the condiment aisle whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that. Uh, now, I mean, are we saying, though, that condiments are only found in one aisle of the, the store? Yeah, in the condiment aisle. Now, is jelly a condiment? Yeah, of course it is. Okay, well, jelly's probably not found in the condiment aisle. It's probably found with the peanut butter. Okay, well, then maybe not all condiments are. Listen, all I know, and most important, uh, I feel like I, I feel like I got you. I got you somewhere there, Doug. I hit you. I hit. I kind of hit you like you hit the McDonald's guy there. You didn't know what to say. I got you. (laughs) I'm willing to backtrack now and agree with you that maybe not all condiments are in the condiment aisle. However, nothing matters about whatever questions you're going to ask me about condiments. I don't give a shit what the answer Uh is, whether it's yes or no. One thing stands true: the peanut butter is not a condiment. Okay. Um, kind of okay. another update from the another thing. I hung out with Shirley. Can I just can I just follow up with one question yeah, about course. the peanut butter situation here? What category are you putting peanut butter under? Well, uh, I don't listen, Gay Cantley. I'm not really sure what category I'm putting it under. I'm putting it under the category that's not a condom. Any category, you want to put it under the category of a spread? I don't, I don't know what category it's uh-huh. in. I just know it's not a condiment. Uh-huh. Peanut butter is a standalone item. Uh-huh. Peanut butter is, is it's just, God damn it, it's not a condiment. I don't know why you're fucking with me with this. It's not a condiment. Now, may I have? Can I get one more question about this? If if you, yeah, if you put peanut butter, you say you keep saying it's a standalone, which to me means you eat it by itself. But if you eat it on top of a, a banana. Or you put it on top of a cracker, or you put it with a hamburger. Is that not a condiment? Is that not what a condiment does? That is not a condiment. If I put peanut butter on top of a banana, it is not a condiment. If I put peanut butter on top of a cracker, it is not a condiment. 
If I put peanut butter on top of a hamburger, it is not a condiment. All right. Uh, it's it's syrup a condiment? Is sir, like uh, yeah, I would say syrup is a condiment. Absolutely. Okay, so can I tell you that instead of using syrup, I use peanut butter on my waffles? And does that change anything no. at all for you? I'm I'm replacing the job that syrup uh-huh. does as a condiment to a waffle, and I'm using peanut butter. Yeah, you're instead. just having you're having a waffle with peanut butter on top of it. It's not a condiment. Which is it? It's still not a condiment. Damn it. <laughs> it's simply a spread. A spread, or as you call it, a standalone, which I don't think is a term that actually exists for food, but you're going to use it anyway because you're so against it possibly being called a condiment. Yes. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had I have a not. butter burger? I have not. I, I, people think they're great. I, I hear. I've never heard anybody say they didn't enjoy it, but I can't bring myself to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, on a peanut butter burger, what role does the peanut butter? It's just an play additional eat? topping. Okay. <laughs> a topping. Okay. Like like a, like a tomato sure, or yeah. onion. Oh, like an egg. Or like a piece of ham, or like bacon. Yeah, yeah. It's just an additional mm-hmm. topping, like an extra, <sighs> like an extra patty. Okay. Turning my single cheeseburger into a double cheeseburger by adding an additional topping of another patty. Um. Okay. I, I did not have any peanut butter, Douglas. Good. How was that? Was that tough for you? It's a little. It is difficult. Uh, it is difficult. It's not as difficult as no cheese, but it, it is very difficult. Having no cheese and no peanut butter in my life uh, is really, really not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, my wife uh, tells me that I'm not doing really good on the no sugar thing. Apparently, I don't understand how to read ingredients. Um, because I thought I was like really killing the no sugar situation, but it turns out that my wife is like, uh, you know, like that has sugar in it. It's like I, I, I was eating some cookies, and I thought they were sugar free cookies. And my wife let me know that there's no such thing as sugar free cookies. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing so good at that part of of this particular diet. Then, so I gotta I gotta work on the no sugar thing, um, but I, I'm doing Ooh, good at the no cheese, no peanut butter. Part. There's not sugar free cookies. Not according to the to what my 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 lady friend told me. No, the wife, the the spouse. Don't don't diabetics have to eat sugar free cookies? Yeah, like oh, I have no idea what diabetics have to do. I, I my stepsister back in the day when she was my stepsister, she's not my stepsister anymore. When we were younger, she is a diabetic, and I I swear she had she would eat sugar free cookies. She couldn't have cookies unless they were sugar free. Like. So- like some type of diabetic yeah. cookie? No, like you... that you'd have that you'd have to get like in the uh, <laughs> pharmacy section. No, you just in the cookie section. You find the cookies that say sugar free on them. Sugar free. I'm talking free cookies. There's gotta be. I don't know. Sugar free. When I 
when I stated that, she acted like it was one of the dumbest things I've ever said. And I'm just going to say one of because she thinks I say a lot of dumb things. So it, it would rank up there with how the disgust in her, like I saw coming from her when I said that I, I thought that these were sugar-free cookies and I, just how wrong I was. It was almost like how you reacted when I told you that peanut butter was a condiment. Basically, it was that same basic reaction. I am currently looking at a picture of a sugar-free Oreo. Now, are you able to look at the ingredients, though? Are you, are you able to look at the nutrition package to see exactly what it states about the sugar that's in the ingredients? We have one fresh 6.7-ounce sugar-free sandwich cookie. In the, yes, ingredients. Multitol, unbleached enriched flour, vitamin. Or how, how about this? The, the nutrition label where it tells you how much sugar is in it. Does it say zero grams of sugars and added sugars? It sure does. Nutrition facts, sugars, zero grams. All right. Okay. Well, we have to go yeah, to the wife. Take that, wife. There are sugar-free cookies. You tell her. Wait. I got you. I got you back on this one. I will, too. All right. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. So maybe the cookies I was eating did, in fact, have no sugar in them. Do you still have the package for these cookies? Did you eat all of the cookies and dispose of it properly? Oh, we we don't fuck around with cookies in this house, Douglas. I can tell you that those cookies were disposed (laughs) of very quickly and thrown away. Um, and so, uh, we, we don't do uh, well with snacks and treats in this household, uh, that when they are bought, they are, they are gone with real quickly. Hours. Cause we're already at almost 40 minutes and we haven't talked about anything yet. Um, which is not true. We've talked about a lot, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Does the wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. has she said anything about your peanut butter condiment theory? No, because she's like uh, she's like four episodes behind, so we won't discuss this in, for another at least a month. Or six gotcha. Weeks, I would imagine. Um, speaking about being behind on things, uh, I met up with your boy Shirtless Burns uh, last night. He came out, nice. brought me the plaques for the trophy. Um, I told him, if you're going to meet me, bring those things. Oh, yeah, good idea. Um, uh-huh. He just now started listening to the podcast. And he started with uh, <laughs> he's he's starting from the top. Well, why did you start with the? So he comes he comes to the bar last night, and he starts talking about like the most recent shit. And I'm like, so I can see you listen to the wrap up, the follow up episode. So why wouldn't you listen to the episode 17 and then the follow up episode? It just seems like common sense. Uh-huh. Not to start with something called follow up to episode uh-huh. seventeen. Like yeah. we're going to talk about shit in seventeen that you're, it's not going to make any sense to you because you didn't listen to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Come on, shirtless Burns! Shout out to shirtless Burns. He's finally he's listening. He's we got him on board. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. To that that the unique strategy to start from the from the from the end. Uh, that's like binging a show and starting with the series finale and working your way backwards. Uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's not the route I would go, but 
Shout out to Mr. Burns. Uh, speaking about finales, shameless finale on tonight. I haven't watched it yet. It's been recorded. Ah, I'm both excited and saddened by this entire thing of not having shameless, but I understand. Yeah. One, one of the greatest, one, I would say a top 10 show in my life is shameless. I love that series. I miss it. I think I'm, I, I don't think I've watched. So I believe that it's been two shows without any, or two episodes, two seasons without Emmy Rossum. And I believe I watched like the first four episodes in the, sh- in the first season without her. And so I'm, I'm about a season and a half behind it. I got to do some catching up so I can see the, the finale. Oh, well, I'll keep my up. mouth shut because there's some things I could tell you, sir. Am I right about it? It's, so it's been two seasons since yeah, she's, I'm pretty sure she's that's left. Correct. Is that correct? Do we think she makes a surprise appearance in the final episode, or do we think she just had nothing to do with it? Um, from what I've already watched, and I'm I'm done. I just need to watch tonight's finale. I just I just don't I don't see her making it. But okay. there is reason for her to be in the finale, though. I'll say that. Based off of how they, I'll, I'll say that how now that I think going. about it, they have definitely set it up so that she could. It would make sense for her to make an appearance. But yeah, I mean, she's got to make an appearance. But I also, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I saw the the redhead, the the sister, uh, the other sister with the. Uh, mm-hmm. She's on TikTok, and I'm pretty sure I saw a TikTok mm-hmm. of her where they were on the wrap up. Like they were in the house, and and the director was like, "And that's a wrap. The season, you know, the shameless blah 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 is over. You know, whatever he said." And I don't recall seeing her mm-hmm. in that scene. But listen, doesn't matter. I do want to cover real quickly um, your top marking mark movies from the follow up to the follow up. Yes, absolutely. So I did, I thought we had discussed this previously. But we haven't. So the the wife and I have been watching uh, Marky Mark movies. So we're gonna go through the entire list. I think there's forty Marky Mark movies total. Uh, so we we just wrapped up number fifteen last night. Uh, Three Kings with Ice Cube and uh, George Clooney. Uh, I'm pretty confident it's the first time I ever saw Three Kings. I enjoyed it. Uh, so we're now fifteen movies deep. Uh, it's a little bit of a slow pace. Uh, but we're, I, I think we're going to stick through it. I, I enjoy Marky Mark. Uh, the wife loves some Marky Mark. I, I think he's just a, he, he, his, uh, his acting cracks me up, but he's getting better with age. Um, but he used to be a really, really awful actor. And he's, it's nice to see how much of a mega star he is. So it's been great. Three Kings. I put it in my top five, Doug. So I have the other guys as number one. Boogie Nights is number two. The Departed is number three, and I put in Three Kings. Oh, Three Kings is that? Is that's kind of a military one, right? It is a military movie. It's it's like I want to say out of the fifteen movies we've seen, I think Marky Mark is in the military in five of oh, them wow. so far, or maybe like a police a police officer type military role. Um, so yeah, that, that's it. Seems to be a a primary role of Marky Mark's life, but maybe that's going to kind of, surely that's not going to continue. I don't think, but yeah, 
great actor. Do you, do you have a list? I know you haven't watched all Marky Mark movies, but what what are your favorite Marky Mark films? Oh boy, that's a good question. I don't have uh, a list. I don't do lists like you do. Um, I D I B. What is yeah. the website? I M D B. I let me jump IMDb. on there real quick. I can definitely agree with you that. And I probably shouldn't tarp in Marky Mark, right? I should do Mark Wahlberg. Um, what was the yeah. first, what was number one on your list? I agree with you. That, or number two. Uh, the other guys, and then number two. The other guys. That's nice. the that's the comedy, right? Yeah, him and Will Ferrell, uh, and then The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are in the beginning. Yeah, I have to agree with you that that one's definitely at the top of the list for me as well. That movie just gets funnier and funnier. Uh, the the he my favorite scene is hands down with the bums. Um, <laughs> uh, that's just absolutely hilarious. Okay, movies, yeah. actor, actor. Oh, he's got seventy two credits. I'm really. I'm realizing now, talking about that, I, like we are still like 30 movies to go. It's going to take us like another year to get through all these movies based off of Ooh, our that's what I didn't remember. Pain and Gain? I really enjoyed that. Pain and Gain is based off is. Uh, a true story, so you have to watch that one. It's where bodybuilders um, are basically just some idiot bodybuilders, kidnapped a guy, um, blah, blah, blah. It's it's a true story. Pain and Gain. You've got to watch that okay. one. Uh, I love Pain and Gain. I'm a big fan of the Daddy's, uh, the Daddy's Home tri- uh, duo. Uh-huh. Or I've seen both. I've seen uh-huh. Daddy's Home Two and Daddy's Home. Ted can't go wrong with Ted. He kills it in Ted. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. what else? The other guys love that movie. Uh, the Departed, love that movie. The Italian Job, I'm not sure. That's an older one, right? He's pretty young. Is, do they? That's a crime. A, a gang of criminals maybe kidnapped a woman and didn't need to. Something. <laughs> uh, it's similar. It, it is a. It is a gang of criminals that is Planet crime. of the Apes. He was in. I'm. Yeah, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So I'm 15 movies in. So I've seen uh, The Happening, Instant Family, Contraband, Shooter, Mile 22, Patriots Day, Four Brothers, I Heart Huckabee, uh, Daddy's Home, The Perfect Storm, Italian Job, The Departed, Boogie Nights, The Other Guys, and then last night saw Three Kings. Man, you've missed a lot of great movies. You've never seen um, Renaissance Man, 1994? No, I've never seen that. And but you also you said that you're only are you only watching him via Amazon Prime? Like you made a comment the other night. You said I've only I got to see what's available on Prime, and I think it's only these two movies. Yeah, the Prime. Well, we start with Prime, but no, it's not our only option. So Netflix doesn't have a lot of Marky Mark options for us. Um, so we're going with Prime and Netflix and Hulu. Um, and now HBO uh, Max are, are, are the uh, ways we're watching his films. Okay, I'm done with Marky Mark. I'm done. Okay. I'm, through, I'm through with 
I'm getting Let's bored with Marky Mark. Who knows what's happening on the other end of this thing? Okay. There's something that's very important that I feel that we need to talk about. Um, because I, I can't wrap my brain around it. And I need your expertise because I just know when it comes to this internet thing, you got it under control. I need you to explain to me uh, in layman's terms, like I'm a five-year-old, what an NFT is. A non-fungible token. And Oh, man. You, uh, you, you, took, you took what I was going to tell ahead. you. Go ahead. That's, uh, yeah, I, no, I, I was, I was gonna tell you that uh, an NFT is a non fungible yeah, token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we're in agreement. Yeah. Now, go ahead. What yeah. is that? Go. Now, a, a, a non fungible token is a, something that cannot be exchanged for something of equal value. Uh, a non-fungible token, I believe, comes from like the digital uh, type of community, like a uh, Bitcoin. But I don't really understand it. And it's like a brand new thing in my life in the like the last month. I, I just don't really understand. WrestleMania was selling NFTs tonight on their. Oh my their god! Show. What does that mean? Yeah, so they were showing. They were they were selling. Uh, Undertaker NFTs. Um, yeah, just I got I got to do some research. To I find feel out like more. what I learned. My only an NFT, in, I think, is something that it's it's definitely digital. So it's and I, if you purchase the NAT in NFT, like you're the only one that you own the rights to it. It now becomes your property, yeah. and I guess nobody else can use that digital blank without your permission. And I don't know, does that mean I can monetize it? That means if I let somebody use the NFT that I purchased, uh, I make money off of it? People cre- are creating NFTs. There's a guy, there's an internet guy that's only famous for doing dumb shit on the internet called Supreme Patty. You've heard of Supreme Patty? Okay. Supreme Patty, probably just one of those guys that's, that's like, once again, he's just internet famous from Snapchat and Vine and shit like that. He created an NFT and I saw it on Snapchat and it was just, it was just a picture. It was just a digital creation of his likeness, like from his shoulders up. Uh, that was rotating slowly in circles with weird, shitty fucking graphics all around it. Uh, it it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And you bid on these items, and the highest bidder gets it. And I think that you're bidding in digital currency, and it was going. The highest bid was over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, what the what did what are you going to do with that? What the fuck am I going to do with a digital copy of some dude's likeness that's really actually kind of shitty and it just rotates in circles? Why am I paying over $1,000 to own that? What am I going to do with it? I don't understand what NFTs are. And, and what was like the first NFT? Snoop Dogg sold an NFT. Somebody sold an NFT for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
Um, so it sounds like the the two of us. Uh, I I kind of get worried about topics like this because it, when when it comes to me and you trying to explain what something is to our to our listeners, oh boy, it can be a struggle. We we may need to do some research here, Douglas, uh, and get some more information as to what NFTs are. I, I don't have a lot to add. I, I knew that NFT stands for non fungible token, and I know that that means there's nothing out there like it that we exchange for. But that's we that's can move about on it. from it after I say I, I tell you this. The world's most expensive okay. NFT. Just, 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 mm-hmm. I know you don't know the answer to this question, but just throw a number out. What do you think the world's most expensive NFT has been sold for, listed for? Uh, $60 million. That's a legit guess with no that, knowledge? Is that a good number? That's a, that's a legit guess. World's most expensive no, NFT no, no. piece listed for sixty nine million three hundred forty six thousand two hundred and fifty one dollars. Oh, nice. I got the showcase. Okay. Uh, you owe me five dollars. Right. That's good. Some artist named Beeple, B E E P L, just sold an NFT for sixty nine million dollars. What the fuck? Oof. I don't know. A non-fungible token by the artist people sold at Christie's for sixty plus million, making it the most expensive NFT ever sold at auction. The final sell price could shift higher. Da 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 da. Oh, that's it. All right. Yeah. I mean. So how how long how long has uh, NFT been around? Because I feel like in my life, it's only come around in like the last three months. So how long would we say? NFT I don't know. I agree existence. 100% with you. I feel like they've only been in existence for a few a few months. Yeah, but surely that's not true. I know that Elon Musk is uh, baby dad, baby mama, not baby daddy, but baby mama Grimes has also recently, I think she, she sold some music of hers perhaps, or mu- music art maybe. Um, in NFT as well, and then I saw like uh, there's a couple bands out there that have also started uh, using NFT. I know you mentioned Snoop Dogg, but some other bands out there have also st- got into the NFT business as well. So yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty clueless on the NFT world. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to start doing some research and see what I can uh, do. Yes, I need you to come back next week with a full update on what NFTs are. The first attempts at NFTs were in 2012 through uh, 2013, colored coin era, but I believe now in 2019, yeah. it's exceptionally early. Uh, so 2012 is what the internet says. Um, it's it, We've proven we don't have a clue of what NFTs are, uh, and I need you to fix that next uh-huh. week. Speaking of absolute insane amounts of money, um, why don't you tell us what happened with the Ever Given? Hmm. Yes, I didn't know this. I thought uh, when the Ever Given uh, was, you know, uh, put back into the uh, the now and able to, to I, I thought it just moved on with its course and everything just went back to normal. But it turns out that the Ever Given has just been sitting like on dock or at dock somewhere close to the Suez Canal and has not gone anywhere because they are demanding, uh, I think it's the Egyptians, 
are demanding that they, they pay a fine. Uh, and the fine is upwards of $1 billion uh, that the, the whoever the company that uh, owns the Evergiven, uh, they're demanding that uh, they, they owe this much money uh, to pay fines. So the Evergiven is still just kind of sitting there with like, I, I don't even know, like 200,000 tons of, of storage on its ship and it's not going anywhere because uh, they're in this dispute that uh, they're going to have to pay some fines and some penalties uh, for having the Suez Canal backed up for however long that was. So $1 billion is the penalty I read tonight. And I don't know how a company could potentially ever pay $1 billion. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the same headline. I didn't read the article. Uh, I read some of it. It's basically, yeah. The, so I knew that the Ever Given was making a stop at port because they just needed to do a quick check on the boat and make sure that it was still seaworthy. Um, and after that, I thought it was going to go and get on a good foot, head out and get all those products to everybody because I believe you said it was like 60,000 containers, um, which that sure seems like a lot of containers, but I guess it could be accurate. Um, there was an exorbitant sure amount does. of containers on that boat with products that people need to get. Um, which was going to cause, you know, that and the backup cargo ships um, is going to cause such a financial burden on everybody around the world. Now they're holding that boat hostage for a billion dollars. All they're wanting the company to do is just agree to pay. They don't obviously, they don't have to pay it before. They don't have to give the billion dollars to the whoever, the Egyptian whoever's the government or what, I don't know who's asking for the money. They just have to agree to pay it. And once they agree to pay it, then they can get on good foot and get that cargo offloaded. But I saw that and I was just like flabbergasted a billion dollars. That seems like there are companies out there. I think Wells Fargo, um, back whenever Wells Fargo got in trouble for scamming um, for, for their tellers and whatnot, setting up bank accounts for people, I'm pretty yeah. sure they got yeah. charged. I, I feel like they were fined in the billions, but maybe not. It, was something. Uh, it could have been that much. The, 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 the former company I worked for was fined approximately, I think it was around $375 million. But, I mean, even $375 million, that's a freaking drop in the bucket to a billion. Um, so, whew, whew. I, don't, I, don't know how, yeah. I don't know how fines like that are actually paid. I don't know how that money gets transferred, but if if they're just if they're just looking for the ever given just to admit that they're going to pay it, and which I guess admits fault, is that was that the reason for that? Then I guess you just do it and you move on with life. I don't know what I don't know. That's a confusing. I, that's another. That's another. Get get in on the uh, Suez Canal. No, I won't traffic. Be- oh, okay, okay. Just wanted to check. Just I won't be doing any homework. Okay, no, gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. So let's All go right. ahead. Let- Let's go ahead and add that to your list, though. I'm gonna need you to yeah, find out who. Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. Suez. Ooh, ooh. Car- cargo. Sh- well, well. Perhaps some some details about cargo ships, cargo ships, and then yeah. Like, like, what, what's find, here's what I can specify what's, exactly what I need you to find out. Uh, A. Okay, who, who owns yeah. the Ever Given? Mm-hmm. What what company is responsible for the Ever Given? You then need to find out how much that company is worth and how much they bring in on an annual basis. And then we can decide whether or not that penalty is fair and feasible and, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. something they can actually afford to do. 
Yeah. And I'm sure that by next week when we record again, yeah. Unless we have a follow up to follow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should uh, actually be on the follow up, right? This is what should be on get on track, right? Yeah, you're right. This is these are details for the follow up. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Get these Do we know what's happened to the captain of that ship? Is is he is he alive? Is he okay? Has he been fired? <laughs> Is he still waiting with the ship? I mean, is he okay? I guess is what I'm saying. Do we know that he's healthy? We don't know. We don't know that he's a he either, do we? I feel like I saw a headline that mentioned something about um, the Suez Canals that that it might have been a female captain that was worried about um, losing her job. Mm, okay. No, I, I, I just assume that. Um I don't know why I assume that. I, I know nothing about cargo ship captains and, and the uh, the percentage of male to female ratio there. So that was just a, you know, it's a little poor, poor, poor stereotyping on my part. Yeah. You should. Apologies to all the cargo ship captains out there who are listening to our pod who may be females. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. We apologize. Gay Cantley apologizes for his his comments. Uh, boy, we're over an hour, and once again, I don't know why this, it's just that magic number. I just feel like, okay, it's time to shut it down. We're at an hour. We can't continue. Now that we've got one, two, three, four more things that I want to talk about, theoretically, that could take us another two hours the way we go, uh, and that concerns me greatly, but we'll try to move on to another topic and wrap this up. Uh, I definitely, I saw a headline tonight Actually, that's not true. I saw it on Saturday Night Live. I saw it tonight, but it was on Saturday Night Live last night during the uh, the news segment with Michael Che and what's his name? Colin Jost. Uh, and Colin Jost, yes. Uh, the headline was, woman breaks into house, gets into bed naked. <laughs> and the joke was, the guy called the cops when he realized she wasn't attractive. Uh, and then- <laughs> And then they moved on to another story. But I was like, is that real? So I Googled it. And yes, that did actually happen. Um, In Colleen, Texas, last week, I believe, a 28-year-old young lady um, by the name of Jovita Gaza um, broke into this homeowner's house. Um, let me back up, let me back up. A woman in Killeen, Texas was arrested last month for allegedly breaking into a stranger's home and then stripping down to nothing to take a nap. The homeowner called the cops on Jovita Garza, 28 years old, after he found her asleep on an air mattress in a spare bedroom on Sunday, March 28th. The man originally heard someone or something moving around his house the night before, but thought nothing of it until he found the unknown woman the next morning. You hear someone or something moving around your house and you think nothing of it? You heard it. Well, and you can still think. If I hear, I had my windows open the other day and there's a window in my dining room open that I don't know if I've ever opened it. And it was windy. And at one point in time, it sounded like somebody was coming through the fucking window. I got up and checked. I didn't think nothing of it when I thought I heard somebody moving around my house. 
the man originally hurt someone, didn't think anything of it. Garza allegedly refused to put clothes on and to leave the home when the cops showed up. Yeah, she told got officers. To, got to. She told officers that she previously lived at the address in 2009 and should be allowed to stay. So, yeah. Police arrested the naked woman. Uh, once outside the house, he allegedly spit on one of the police officers. She's now facing criminal trespassing charges and harassment of a public servant. She's being held at Bell County Jail on a $102,000 bond. $102,000 for criminal trespassing and spitting on a police officer. That seems excessive for the fine. It seems like she may have just made a drunken mistake, um, and then she doubled down. Um, she, I mean, you know, if if you get caught naked in the wrong house, perhaps you just go ahead and you act like this was what you were purposely meant to do. And I think that's the – it sounds like that's what she went with. That's just how she's going to go with it. Like, I meant to be here. Uh, and I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to remain naked, and there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, that's so. I had read, a, I had read a couple articles looking for the right one that I wanted to to read through, and I'm pretty sure that on a different one, uh, it kind of made it sound like they just were like, "Hey, do us a favor, just throw your clothes on, and and, and head on, go on, just leave. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. We're not going to do anything. You know, oops." If these things happen, put your clothes on. What? Is that not? If you break into somebody's house and take a nap naked in their house, isn't that worthy of an arrest? I mean, sure. I don't think so. She didn't. She didn't cause any damage. Um, she didn't. Um, she didn't obviously harm anybody. Um, this, I mean, this this kind of story happens uh, kind of often, but usually it, it doesn't end this way. Like uh, uh, the uh, Ryan Rosillo uh, did that, I think, uh, uh, three or four years ago. If you know Ryan Rosillo from his old ESPN days, he entered the wrong house, I think also got nude um, and was arrested for public intox. Um, so I, I think these kind of stories are a little bit more frequent. Now, the ending of this story is much more different than, than the other stories. But uh, people entering the uh, the wrong house does seem to be a... Uh, a, 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 a an occurrence that happens more often than not, but it was very weird anymore with how much security people have on their homes um, for it to, to take place. But yeah, the fact that he thought nothing of it meant that he probably didn't have a lot of security in his house. You know, now that I now that I tell the story out loud and I think about it, uh, we have a friend that we used to work with uh, back in the day. Um, we won't say his name. It rhymes with. Uh, Alipe, um, he 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 did that. He went into his neighbor's house. He was shit ass drunk. Mm-hmm. Went into their house and passed out on the living room floor. And when they tried to wake him up or whatever, if I'm telling the story correctly, I don't remember uh, that he kind of got belligerent. And was just like, no, like I'm I'm where I'm supposed to fucking be. Leave me alone and let me sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing happened of it. They just sent him on his way at some point in time. But that's crazy. Uh, she's not. I mean, I don't think she's. She's. I just. That would be an interesting, a very interesting thing to to wake up to, uh, and to find that in your house. 
It would be... It would would be startling, absolutely. It it would be startling. It would be definitely... Immediately, I'm thinking, okay, crazy, mentally, Mm -hmm. something's... Who knows what's going to happen? At first, you think to yourself, all right, I'm a single man. I got me a naked woman in my house. And then quickly, you got to be like, wait a minute. I got a fucking naked woman in my house. I've never met. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I thought that was a uh, fantastic story. And I think she had a valid point that she used to live there back in 2009. She should be able to stay. <laughs> I should be able to go to my old house over on M Street, just kind of just walk in. Yeah. Yeah. And I post should, up. Yeah, I should try that next time I'm, I'm in Lincoln. Uh, head over to Sumner Street and be like, I was, I lived here from 2001 to 2005. I, sh- I should be all right to, to just come in and hang out. No issues yeah. whatsoever. Okay. I'm going to be in town for the weekend, uh, so I'm going to be posting up on the couch. Uh, I was going to take that bedroom, but I'm okay with the couch. Uh, I'm going to need you guys to stock the fridge, though. But anyways, uh, I thought that was a fascinating story. In addition to that fascinating story, um, good old Lincoln, Nebraska, CCL, the Department of Corrections, once again, has another another inmate on the loose. This is now basically a weekly occurrence. Why are they allowing this to happen? Raymond Jimenez, 39 years old, 6 foot, 215 pounds, went missing Wednesday. He left the Community Correction Center in Lincoln on Wednesday to seek employment through a job service downtown. The department says he never returned to the facility. The electronic monitoring device he was wearing was recovered at 7th and B Streets, which is right downtown. Um, Why is he in there? He was sentenced starting June 15, 2020. He was sentenced four to six and a half years for charges out of Douglas County that include operation of a motorist vehicle to avoid arrest and position, uh, possession of a deadly weapon by a prohibited person. His tentative release date is August 10th, 2022, and he has a parole hearing scheduled in May 2021. Hmm. He has a parole hearing scheduled for next month. Hmm. He's gone. He dipped. He dipped. Yeah, the, uh, the Department of Corrections have themselves a, an issue there in Lincoln, Nebraska. Somebody's surely getting fired over all of this. It's not good for the community to have to read this on a weekly basis. Um, it's, it's also, I mean, obviously, uh, the Department of Corrections, uh, they are there to make sure that people do not escape. Um, and they are failing miserably. It's an embarrassment. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was hoping you were going to use. It's an absolute embarrassment. Embarrassment. It makes them just look like a joke, completely incompetent. Uh, <laughs> I don't see why anybody would be worried about going to the CCL in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like it's a pretty freeing experience. Um, yeah, it's a goddamn shame. They need to get together. You know what's also a shame? A woman in some Chinese, Asian, yep, in Eastern China had the shock of her life when she found out that her son was marrying her long-lost daughter. Yeah. 
you read that article. Do you remember what that one was about? Yeah, she, uh, I guess she recognized her based off of like a uh, birthmark, uh, I believe on her hand or something like that, which is amazing yep. to me uh, because we're like 20 years later, but that, obviously I guess she would never, you're never going to forget a uh, child born to you. So I guess that makes sense. But a birthmark, she, she recognized the birthmark, went to the parents of the, of the child, wanted to know if this child has been adopted they did say yes, they, uh, but uh, apparently this particular uh, bride, uh, she went, she had uh, been a missing child, um, and, and they believe perhaps there was probably some child endangerment or whatever, whatever that's called when the, the child goes missing, um, and you, you, they get uh, kidnapped, and uh, what, what word am I looking for there? <laughs> help, help me out there um, uh, with the, uh, the child sex thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kidnapped. <laughs> we'll go with kidnapped. Um, trafficking. And, and trafficking. Thank you. Thank you. I was so far off. I was not coming up with that at all. Uh, so after conversation, the, uh, the 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 wedding obviously went haywire at that moment uh, because everybody had realized what had happened. Thankfully, uh, for the bride and groom, uh, there was no ancestral relationship here because the groom... Uh, was also adopted by the mother, so they can still be happily married. And now we got this big family reunion and this really awkward situation happening at a wedding. Really amazing story. A crazy, crazy story. Never, never know. Just never know. Good lord. So I read that. Uh, I read that article as well. Uh, you sent. You, I had seen it, and you had sent it to me um, as well. I just read the headline, but I didn't read it until you forwarded it to me. And I thought this is. This is just shitty. I mean, that's just such terrible luck. This poor guy, poor girl, they fall in love with each other, and then they find out they've just been uh, – it's just it's got to be – I was so glad to find out that they were all adopted is what I'm yes. getting at. When yeah. I originally read that, I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. What do you do in this scenario? Are they both, do they say, fuck it, we're in love, there's nothing we're going to do about it? Or are they just like, oh, ugh, that, we can't do this, this is terrible. We How do you continue? How do you go on in a situation like that? But to find out that, that she was uh, biological and that the boy was adopted, I was like, oh, thank God there's a happy ending to this. <laughs> this is yeah, just... I, I feel if it was the incestual part... It's probably not a national story. <laughs> we probably never hear about it, uh, and I, rightfully so. Uh, who knows what would have happened there? Uh, it, unless it goes on to like, well, TMZ probably could have done a story like that, or like Maury, um, or National Enquirer, something like that. But the fact that he was adopted is probably why it ends up on Yahoo uh, front page news uh, for all to read of such a bizarre, weird, but somewhat happy story for everybody involved. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was like, regardless, this is making fucking news. This is. <laughs> I can see now where this wouldn't be a mainstream media story if that was, if it was the case where yes, they've they've uh, found out that they are blood brother and sister and have been in a relationship, um, an ancestral relationship, but they're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I can see that that you're right. I agree with you. 
my brain didn't go that way at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Anyways. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. I told you at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the podcast, there was an update to set. Yay! <laughs> Sackgate update on Sackgate. Went to the grocery store this evening, placed an order, ordered the usual suspects. Six pack of Coca Cola for my mother, sack of potatoes for myself and my mother. Ordered two, um, four packs of Celsius beverage and one eight pack of bubbler uh, beverages. Both come in, all three of those items come in boxes. I uh, wrote on my thing, just like I did the previous week, please put all items in, sa- in a sack, including the Coke. I get home. There's no Coke whatsoever in my car. There's no <laughs> Coke sitting outside of a sack. There's no Coke inside of a sack. There is no Coke anywhere. Hmm. The three boxes of um, seltzer water, the Celsius and the bubbler, were sitting out by themselves, unsacked, unlike last week when they were properly placed in a sack, per my request. The potatoes that usually are not in a sack, they were put in a sack. Oh, wow. So potatoes found their way into a sack. The beverages, boxed beverages, did not find themselves in a sack like they did last week, and I did not get my Coke at all. Wow. It's a lot of change in one week. We had such a good week last week and then just a disaster this week. This is why I told you last week it can't be over. It's It's not not over over because they did it properly one time. We got to have consistency out of these people. Ivy has got to get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I can't argue. I can't argue, Douglas. Uh, this is a poor, um, this is a poor follow-up. Um, disappointed to hear. It's like when that team makes that uh, huge upset uh, one week over like a top ten team, and they play some patsy the next week, and they end up losing. This is exactly what High V was this week. They were that team uh, that had they, they were on the major high, and then they just fell apart and choked it away the next week. I'm disappointed to hear this. They came out of the depths of shittiness. Uh-huh. They they won by a landslide, uh-huh. and then the next week they just went back into the depths of shittiness. Yeah, exactly. That's the analogy I was trying to say there, Doug. <laughs> That's my update on Sackgate, which leads us to... Death or alive, Ooh, death or alive, death or alive, Ooh, death Dead or alive? There's no dead or alive this week. Unfortunately, the host of Dead or Alive, Mike, could not uh, was not available tonight. Um, as we've expressed in the previous episodes, uh, it's too difficult for us to find people that are dead or alive because we find out whether or not they're dead or alive sometimes. 
And it's just much better with Mike being the host of the show. So unfortunately, with much regret, we are unable to bring you the most enjoyed, the most anticipated game of the week, Dead or Alive. It's with much sadness. We are not. I almost was going to tell you, we're just not going to do the whole podcast. I mean, if there's no dead or alive, I don't know what the point of doing this is, but we've done it. And we've done it for an hour and 20 fucking minutes Uh without dead or alive. We're done. The podcast is over for the evening. Gay Cantley. Gay Cantley, I think we're going to wrap it up. Do you have anything you'd like to add to the podcast, Gay Cantley, before we turn it in for the night? No. Uh, Douglas, I'm good. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the talk. We got through all the topics, which is great. We're still a little over the time we want to be at, but I'm just happy we got through all our topics. Did we get through all of our topics? Did I say that only to find out that we did not get through all the topics? We have 100% for the first time in a long time completed every item on our list. Super. Well, great. Then great show. Look forward to doing it again next week, Douglas. I look forward to joining you. Um, after listening to this, if I find that I've got some questions, uh, I will hit you up for a follow-up. Or actually, we're going to do a follow-up already, right? What are we doing? You're going to – that's correct. Once you have yes. a fantastic understanding of NFTs and mm-hmm. you've gotten all of the proper information about the Ever Given, uh, we, will, mm-hmm. we will hit you up with the follow-up to the follow-up, which is called what? Back on Track? We're going to be calling it. I think it's back on track. Thankfully, um, we have been gifted uh, another appropriate response by Amzi. Um, She's come to the conclusion that we go off the rails with this, and then we get back on track with the follow-up. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Great job to Amzi on that one. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails with Gay Cantley and Doug. I'm Doug. With me as always, Gay Cantley. Thanks for listening. Peace. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail, off the rail.